What's so funny? Why, Friday Follies, of course, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. <laughs> the following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back once again to the Apostle Hour. I am your host, Chester Ermine. Uh, for wet yet again, another hour of, uh, well, spiritual matters and issues. And here again to talk with you about uh, all kinds of uh, matters concerning spirituality. And we have some special guests. And, of course, as usual, my uh, my keyboard player is with me, uh, as he always is. Uh, Leonard Zvelzin is it? Hello, fans! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Leonard, did you do anything interesting this weekend? Oh, yes, Pastor. I, I went hiking. Oh, hiking. That sounds nice. You went hiking around here? Yes, down by the river. Leonard, there was a huge blizzard this weekend. I know. I didn't say it was easy. Well, I mean, did you wear any special, like, Arctic gear or something to go hiking in a blizzard? No, I just froze my buttocks off. Well, Leonard, you should really plan these little trips of yours a little more carefully in advance. If you're going to do something recreational like that, you should, you know, buy the proper equipment. Well, it was sort of an inadvertent hike, Pastor. What do you mean? Well, after my car skidded off the bridge and crashed through the ice in the river, I didn't really have much of a choice but to walk home. Wait, 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 wait. Your, your car went off the bridge and crashed through the ice? What? Yes, that's why I took the bus in. Uh, uh, I have to wait until spring to dredge my car out. Uh, never mind. Uh, are you all right, Leonard? What? Yes, why wouldn't I be? I only had to hike 12 miles. You had you hiked 12 miles? Yes. In winter? Mm-hmm. During a blizzard? Yes. After crashing your car onto the ice? Through the ice. Through the ice? Yes. Leonard, so you had to swim out of your car and you were soaking wet? Mm-hmm. And you hiked 12 miles in a blizzard? Pastor, why are you so upset about this? I'm an old hand at that, you know. How? Well, escaping from a car trapped in the ice and hiking all the way home is my country's third most popular sport. You saw the medals over my desk. Well, I just assumed those were for tennis or something. I can't read your language. They're not in English. Although, upon hindsight, it kind of explains why there's a Buick LeSabre with bubbles coming out of it and printed on the front of each of them. Yes, we tried to get it entered as a sport in the Olympics, but the commission just wouldn't go for it. I see. So you're okay? No frostbite in your fingers or anything? Oh, no, 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 Pastor. Like I said, I'm very experienced at this. I mean, there's all kinds of techniques to avoid getting your fingers frostbitten. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of them, like the ones I use, involve cramming your fingers uh, continuously okay. in and right. out of right. your... Leonard, 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 I tell you what. Why don't, why don't we just have this conversation a little later on and, and let's, get, let's get on to our first guest, all right? Okie dokie. Anyway, our guest this week is a local uh, Christian music, a local Christian rock and roll musician, uh, part of a rising scene uh, locally. Uh, His name is Antonin Skulkner, and he's the uh, front man for the Christian rock group Deus Maximus. Mm. Welcome to the show, Antonin. How you doing, Pastor? I'm doing just fine there, Antonin, and uh, might I say that's an awful lot of tattoos I see on your arms there. That's right, Pastor. I had to, they were all, uh, and they're all religious Mm, themes, mm, but they're all cover-ups, too. Oh, really? Covering up my previous tattoos, which were entirely too evil. Radio. Well, um, Antonin, you have a very interesting testimony. Uh, Why don't you, uh, why don't you tell it to us? Okay, Pastor. Well, I was raised in a really church-going Baptist home, but I went through a rebellious phase in high school. I thought... My parents were total hypocrites, so what I did was yeah. I, I dropped out of school, and I formed a band. And that would be like, a, what, a death metal band or something? No, like no, that? no, I didn't think the 
death metal or black metal even was hard enough for what we wanted to do. So mm-hmm. besides, I don't like Norway very much. Oh, does. And and so what I did is we formed a band with some friends of mine who were also dropouts. So kind of a synthesis of of, mm-hmm. of hardcore drill and bass mm-hmm. with uh, industrial dance uh, merged with some of the grindcore elements and mm-hmm. layered on top with some of the aesthetics of uh, black and mm-hmm. death metal. You know what I mean? No. Oh. Well, anyway, the band was called Putrid Messiah. Oh. Yeah, bad, yeah. huh? Here's our first CD. Ugh! On the cover, is that supposed to be... Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's supposed to be our depiction of oh. Jesus as an Ugh. undead George Romero-esque zombie eating the entrails of a baby. Oh, that is totally blasphemous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not to mention really, really badly drawn. Well, I did draw it myself. I used a ballpoint pen on a piece of construction paper. Yeah. So anyway, was this was this popular for the for the scene of whatever it was? I mean, you know, was this available in stores and stuff? No. No, yeah. no, not at all or anything? No, no, we just had the one copy, and we, it was just a CDR that we made off our computer. I see. I carry it around with me all the time, though, to remind myself of what I've left behind in my dark, unsaved, satanic past. I, well, do you have an excerpt of this music you could play for us? Then? Yeah, yeah, I've got it all queued up on the machine. This is track five from that CD. It's called Necrotic Angel. Okay. Okay, I think. Uh, okay, I kind of get the picture. You can you can lower that. Okay. Sorry, Al, sorry you. about that. I hate to play that kind of satanic yeah, But did you hear how dark and mm. evil and demonic the lyrics were? Well, actually, um, mm. I couldn't understand a word you were saying. Were there any lyrics? Well, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't hear them. I mean, they no. were. Listen, this is the lyrics are shrieking demons tear my soul from within inside. Okay. I am the um, devourer. Yeah, I will use my teeth and claws, and Dude. I will rip out your. Yeah. And I, yeah. I can't say the rest of it on the radio. Okay. Uh, well, all right. So you were singing this. I guess those were the words. Um, did you... What, so what happened? What, what turned your life around? Well, at our third show, there was a terrible accident. Oh. Well, what happened? Yeah. The, we had a, one of those big Marshall stacks, and it fell right over. Oh, my goodness. Is that and, and it, it didn't, didn't hurt somebody? Or no, it didn't hit anybody oh, or anything. Well. But we were thinking, wow, that was really heavy. Uh-huh. And if that had fallen on one of us, we would have died, and we would have gone to hell. Yeah, right, right there, we all turned around and gave our life to the Lord right in front of the crowd. Oh. Unfortunately, they were all death metal fans, and they threw bottles at us. Oh. Actually, they were throwing yeah. bottles at us while we were playing, too. Yeah. So, see that yeah. happening? Yeah, but if Jesus said that if you love him, the world will hate you. you so, uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we we renamed our band, and we decided to devote ourselves entirely to playing Christianized music. Yeah, so now you're uh, yeah. Deus mm-hmm. Maximus, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're totally white metal now, and our new CD will be coming out very soon. This is a mock-up of the front cover. It's called He is Risen. Okay. It's the same title as the other CD, and it... Has the same drawing of Jesus, only he's not a zombie and he's holding the baby and smiling and not eating it. Yeah, it's a much more positive view. On tracing paper. Well, you know, the first one took me a long time. I'm not a very good artist, so I just thought I'd use the artwork over again. Okay, so musically you've turned your life around for Jesus, and now you're you're working working yeah. with him, and then mm-hmm. the music has changed a bit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's totally different now. Listen, this is track five. It's called He Is My Lord. Okay. See how much a conversion can change your music? It sounded exactly the same as the first one. What do you mean? The lyrics were totally different. How could anybody tell? You can't understand what you're saying. Well, the lyrics were, He is my Lord and He is my Savior. He is risen and He will take me to the streets of gold. That's all very well and good, but you can't understand any of it. It'll all be printed in the lyric sheet. You know, Antonin... 
I'm going to float a little guess here, and I'm going to say that you basically just swapped uh, the CD cases, and you have the same CD twice that you're trying to pass off as a Christian album now. No. In fact, I'm betting that if um, I go through your bag, I'll find an empty CD case with the old artwork in it. Uh, I mean, well, hmm? well, it took us a week to do the first CD, and it was really hard. I just thought we could do it again. I mean, hmm. we did convert. The Apostle Hour will be right back after these messages. Uh, Leonard, would you play us out, please? Leonard! Welcome back to the program for March 16th, 2006. You are experiencing technical difficulties, and please stand by. Uh, I don't know which one of you guys out there was responsible for this, uh, or who or why, but El Nacho. Thanks, Notch. You uh, dropped me a little line this morning. This is Thursday morning that I'm recording this. Dropped me a little line this morning that uh, informed me that... uh, that uh, technical difficulties is the num is on page four of featured po- comedy podcasts on uh, on iTunes. So there you go. We're page four on. So we're like I don't know, hundredth somewhere, <laughs> featured iTunes. I I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, it doesn't hasn't affected my numbers at all. But what are you going to do anyway? It's really cool that I'm on iTunes, one of the pages or something like that. And, uh, oh my goodness, good goodness gracious, it's March, March 16th. Wow, spring is right around the corner, everywhere but here. Uh, there's a foot of snow outside. You see, over the weekend it snowed, on Monday it snowed like a fucker here in Minnesota, and we got, oh, I don't know, seven, eight, nine inches of snow, something like that. And then last night, uh, this or early this morning, we picked up another five inches of uh, snow. And, uh, yeah, this will melt off sometime in June, so... Uh, for those of you uh, wondering why you shouldn't move to Minneapolis, as far, you know, in spite of being a terrific city, um, that's one of the principal ones. March, it turns out, is uh, the snowiest month of the year. And uh, where I'm from, March is when you know you start hitting the 70s on a regular basis, or at least the 50s or 60s or something. I'm, I'm from Staten Island, so what are you going to do? Anyway, uh, you don't need to know all this. I'll tell you all about stuff at the end of the show. So till then, uh, let's move, shall we? This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by this guy with a gun pointed right at my head. Keep talking, buddy, and nobody gets hurt. Keep talking, buddy, and nobody gets hurt. The board game for children of all ages. It's not a board game. It's a direct order. Now shut up and keep talking. Shut up and keep talking. Contradictory directions for all occasions. You're starting to make me really mad, you little bastard. And brought to you by Blindsider's wall-mounted tasering system. Huh? Blindsiders, they'll never know what hit him.
Hello once again and welcome back to Insight. I'm your host, Baz Stidwell. And once again, our guest, of course, is producer Charles Buckman. Hi, everybody. How's it doing? It's great to be back on your show one more time. By the way, uh, you, you can call me Chazzy. Uh, no. I, no, I can't. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, I, my friends call... Uh, Anyway, it's great to be back on your show there, Bowers. Right. Uh, so, according to this, you've uh, gotten out of the film uh, producing uh, business. Thank God. Uh, yeah. And I, uh, you've huh? moved on to producing, unfortunately, for the stage. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, my last movie didn't do all that well. That, of course, you remember was... Uh, yeah, it was the uh, Hammer Man movie, uh, Resurrection of the Short-Lived, Terrible Saturday Morning Cartoon starring MC Hammer. Yeah, I've uh, decided to take on uh, take on Broadway now, though, so we've, uh, we've just, uh, two days from now, our brand new project opens. That would be your new musical based on the life of Lizzie Borden called 40 Wax. That's absolutely right, Buzz. 40 Wax. It's uh, going to be opening on uh, the old Winter Garden Theater and... Uh, we're looking forward to, uh, we've got some, uh, I think it's got some pretty good advanced buzz on it. It's uh, described here uh, by you um, in the newspaper here uh, as a uh, historical retro roller disco musical. Yeah, that, that, that's right, Boz. What we did was we decided to update the story for modern times and then retro set it in 1979 during the roller disco era. And set to some of the great disco hits of the late 70s, such as... Uh, Andrea True Connection and Donna Summer, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think I've tapped the whole uh, feminist uh, disco retro scene here, and uh, I, I think we're uh, we're going to have a good family musical. About a woman who murders her parents with an axe. Yeah. On roller skates. Yeah, well, her parents are on roller skates, too. It, so It sounds, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Edgy? Controversial? No. Because, you know, there have been a lot of other very popular musicals yeah. that have tackled yeah. sort of controversial subject matters like this. Like? Uh, Assassins, for one. Uh, Sweeney Todd. There was one, both of those by Stephen Sondheim. Uh, Miss Saigon. Les Miserables. Uh, La Cage Ox yeah. Follies. All of those really tackled some very, very meaty subject matter here. Yes, they did, but... But not in a discotheque on skates. That, yeah, that's a hook. Well, now that you've described pure idiocy as a hook, yes, I suppose it is. I, I don't think that that's a fair description. I'm sorry. Uh, are you? Are you now? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I am. I don't think it's stupid. Uh, I think it's surreal. Oh, please. No, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm being absolutely serious. I'm a longtime student of Dada and surrealism, and I think it's high time we started bringing that back into the popular mainstream. That's our next project, as a matter of fact. Our next Broadway musical right after this project. Is what? It's a musical based on Antonin Artaud's Jet of Blood. What? What? That impressed you, didn't it? You can't make a musical based on Jet of Blood. It's unstageable. That's the whole point of the play. It's filled with images that can't be done live. That's what they said back in 1925. But this is the 21st century. We've got modern technology, and I've been working with some of David Copperfield and Siegfried and Roy's technicians. We've come up with some pretty amazing special effects for the stage. Look, 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 look. The whole point of the play. If you stage it, it's going to defeat the purpose of it. That's the whole point. It can't be done. That's why you're supposed to do it. Besides, who's going to pay money to see a musical based on a surrealist? Play. Well, once we revive Dada and surrealism for the mainstream, tons of people. And uh, how are you planning on doing that? We thought we'd start with a sitcom. And now it's time for Make Room for Dada. Oh, honey, I'm home. Well, hello, dear. Uh, Ooh. And how is your decade at the execution works? <laughs> ah, fragrant with antipathy as usual. Well, the cicadas are hatched, so dinner will be ready almost by the time we die. I'll just go get it. Dandy, I'll just summon the children. Come, young children of night, to feed upon the castigated soul of the capitalist pigs. 
Oh my dear, look what just dripped down from the oculus. Good heavens, rise up us from the rotting flesh of God. Did someone say holy virgin? William McKinley, yes, and look what I've got in my mouth. Ah. <gasps> Rattlesnakes! Would you pause the video? Pause, pause it. Yes, right there. Well, what do you think? It, uh, um, it, uh, the whole show just goes on like this for uh, how long? For twelve hours. And uh, that—that's the entire series, then? No, oh, no, no, no. That's just the pilot. The series is actually unending. And according to your notes here, run twenty-four hours a day, mm-hmm. seven days a week until the end of time. Yes, that's right. Mm, and uh, what exactly would the budget of a program like that be? Well, according to our analysis, it would require the complete enslavement of mankind and the rerouting of all of Earth's resources into a constant production to make this show a reality. Mm-hmm. Sounds a bit... Uh, uh, pricey? Yes, pricey would be the word I was looking for. Yes, thank you. Uh, now, 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 I understand that this sounds a little bit expensive, yes, but yes. think of it yes. this way. There's a huge upside. Mm-hmm. And that would be? Well... It'll be the number one show on television forever because, well, there won't be anything else in the universe. Ooh, tempting. Uh, but I think we'll pass. Yeah, crap doodles. You see, you must understand, Mr. Buckman, our network was looking for something a bit more um, wholesome. Yeah, more of a family program. Something with less uh, references to insect lava growing inside of people's genitalia. Something a little bit more uh, conventional. Uh, like what? Well, you know, uh, a sitcom or, or or a drama. Yeah, yes, about about yeah. family and and about America, uh-huh. its wholesome traditional values. Y- yes, yes, and but with smart and sassy, fresh sex appeal, and with fresh yeah. new mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, but familiar star power. Uh, exactly, something uplifting mm-hmm. and enjoyable mm-hmm. that some yes. have people from all walks of life could mm-hmm. get behind and and relate to and enjoy. I see. Do you have anything like that, Mr. Buckman? Well, I do have a proposal here for a reality show about a Baptist cheerleader who has two weeks to write, produce, and direct a transsexual porn video or her family home gets sold to Hamas. Cynical punchline in five, four, three, two, one. All together now. Ooh, that that sounds sounds like like a ratings winner to me. Yeah, that's right. It was a predictable and somewhat self-serving punchline, but it ended the sketch, and that was the important part. Hello there, once again, friends and neighbors. My name is Alastair Crowley, and this is the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn Farm Fresh Morning Report. No, it isn't. I'm reading from the wrong cue card. Which one is it over there? Oh, that's the one. Hello, folks. My name is Hazelwood. Would you like penny stock and an online penis enlargement pharmacy? That's not it either. Which one is my real cue card? Why are there like 12 of you standing around here? We have come to pass judgment. No, you haven't. You're the gaffer. Oh, shoot. Now, look, nobody sent me my script this morning, so where the hell is my real cue card? I have it over here. All right, I see. I will start again. Okay. Hello, friends. My name is Douglas Pittman, and while I may not be a doctor, I'm betting chances are you aren't one either, so I wouldn't get all uppity if I were you. Did you know that at every 45 seconds an American is killed or injured in an industrial accident and every 23 seconds one is killed or injured in a car crash? But every 19 seconds someone has a really fulfilling sexual experience or has a piece of pie. So, well, I guess it all evens out in the end. Are you sure that's my script? I can't really. That doesn't make any sense. It's the only cue card left we have over here. All right. Was I supposed to read something else now? Yes, the one about regional colloquialisms. All right, I got it here. Hello, friends. Regional colloquialisms can be a very strange thing. For example, did you know that in the state of Wis- 
What happened to the music? What, I have to play it again? No, no, you don't. Just dry up and blow away, will you? Gladly. All right, I'm going to start over again. Could I get some ambience or something back here? It's just too quiet. I can't concentrate. Righto. Okay, that'll do. Hello, friends. My name is Douglas Pittman. Did you know that regional colloquialisms can be a funny and often confusing thing? For example, in the state of Wisconsin, they call soda pop. They also call water fountains bubblers. They call fire plugs bazookas. And they call traffic lights rotary phone mashuganas. Oh, they do not. No, they don't. But just imagine the possibilities if they did. Hello, and welcome to Wisconsin. Please drive your pyramid patchouli up to the toll preservative so Officer Giraffe can inspect your clam bake. Well, that brings us to the ending of yet another Technical Difficulties. I'd like to thank all of you for listening, especially you listeners in Wisconsin. Bubblers? It's true, they do call them bubblers in Wisconsin, evidently. That's what I've heard. That's what inspired that little bit of sketchiness. Yes, my sketches are the sketchiest of sketches, you know that? the new outro music. I'm not sure if uh, people keep asking me. It's funny. I got a whole bunch of email from people who were asking me what was the noise that popped out at the beginning of the old uh, outro music. That was Cash Register, which I believe came with the iTunes Music Loops library. Um, and I found it strange that everybody started asking me when the show, I think except for Anthony Anselmo, who asked me a couple of times. But um, this uh, people started asking me that question after the show, had, after I'd stopped using that music. I don't know. You tell me. Um, what have I got going here? Well, yeah, it's, we're deep in snow here in Minneapolis and in the Midwest, I guess. Um, I know we are here in Minneapolis. I'm done shoveling. I would really like the frigging winter to be over. And I'm sure it'll melt fast enough. I know, I know. Whatever. Anyway, you can contact me at techdiff at gmail.com if you have anything large to send me. Um, or you can just drop me a line at there or at cayenne at tcinternet.net or at techdiff at tcinternet.net. Please check out the our uh, our sister podcasts. Uh, that would be channelsurfingwipeout.com. That's our video podcast. Hopefully there will be something up new this week. And uh, <clears throat> uncomfortable-questions.com. It's my wife Susan's interview podcast. That's going along quite well. Thank you. Very interesting, very deep. Uh, I'd also like to uh, say hi to Rusty Bender. Rusty started up Strange Brain Radio again, so make sure you go check that out. He was running into some difficulty there, but he claimed he came through on it, and he's back to podcasting. So huzzah, Rusty Bender. Thanks once again to El Nacho uh, from Rambling Retard Rampage, who uh, sent me a... He gave me a heads up on the fact that I have, in fact, been featured on the comedy section in iTunes on page four, which, as I said before, has done nothing to boost my numbers, but, hey, what are you going to do? Um, also... Tobias Robis, Robeson, uh, he sent me some email in the past. Tobias Robeson, I believe that's correct. I think I spelled that, said that wrong one time. Anyway, he suggested when we were talking about John, uh, that was the long thing that someone else in an email described as a steaming pile of duty. That was our last two episodes. Those were the lazy episodes. Not the last two, the two before, prior to that. That's all right. I don't mind the, uh, the, the, the fact that those, those were kind of, those were kind of bum episodes for me because I was trying to look for a little break there. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, when I do, but I, anyway, we talked about Zoo Patrol, and I always regretted the fact that Brett could never interact with Danny. And he suggested that when you next do a Zoo Patrol, why don't you be Brett? So what if the voice changes? It's been a while, and five hundred people complain. Well, you could, you should have such problems. It's true. I could do Brett, but I, 
I, it's kind of a weird thing. We're going to be bringing Zoo Patrol back as soon as possible. But at this point, I'm not sure I should play Brett. I think I should maybe just create new characters and change the dynamics of it. I don't know. We'll see what happens on that one. Um, and he also liked the mime sketch, which is good, because a lot of people didn't. I don't know, don't know why that was. Uh, I'd also like to say hello to Eric Sigurdsson, who sent me a nice email, and Jamie Bell, who's a local, uh, a local listener. Um, and Paul Zavigian. I owe you an email. You'll be getting one soon. Sorry, I'm really bad about emails. By the way, if you send me a mail and I don't reply right away, I'm really sorry. Uh, I try to reply to my emails right away, but I am the worst distract guy, distracto guy on the entire planet. If you send me an email and I don't reply to it immediately, like if I'm in the middle of doing something else, I'll often set it aside and that's it. it may, nine times out of ten, I just I just forget about it after that. I've, I've tried to set emails aside in a special folder so I know to check it, and I forget to check the folder as well. I just suck that way. I'm really sorry about that. Um, uh, mentioning Eric Sigurdsson again, he sent me a Sigurd, Sigurdsson? Eric Sigurdsson, I believe that's correct. He sent me a, a little... Uh, a little um, line here. He he threw a few jokes my way for me to use on the podcast. I get these all the time, and I and I there's something I just wanted to say. You guys send me a lot of email, a lot of joke ideas, and they're funny. But I feel a little funny using other people's jokes um, because this is supposed to be my show. And unless I'm working directly with someone who I've said it's okay to use the joke, so for a while now I've been thinking. You know, I don't want to say to people, "Don't send me your jokes anymore." Um, and also, there's also a legal problem if I use your joke and I don't get. You know, I'm sure you you wouldn't mind or direct, you know, if you get direct uh, permission from you or something, it's not a big deal. You know, I have to have some kind of disclaimer. Any email sent to me or the property of technical difficulty or something like that. On the other hand, though, if I sent a joke into a show that I really liked as a comedy writer, if I came up with a joke that I thought would be perfect for some show and I, that I was a fan of and I sent it in and they used it, I'd be kind of honored, especially if I got some kind of credit. So here's an idea for you. And I hope I don't get buried under email from doing this because I don't know that I'll be able to sift through all of it and I don't again I don't want to step on anybody's toes or hurt anybody's feelings if I don't use the idea but every once in a while I'm going to try and do a segment on the show where I take some of the ideas I've gotten in emails from people because some of them do inspire things in me like maybe I wouldn't do the same exact joke or I might try to use the joke or something but I'm going to try and do a segment on the show in the future where I take emails from people who send me jokes. You know, if people send me a joke in their email saying, hey, here's one you can use, then I'm going to use it with the specifics of saying I created a bunch of comedy using material that the fans have sent in. Does that sound like a good idea? I'm not sure if that sounds like, is that good? Do you want to try that? I don't know. Well, you know, I'll probably, like I said, I don't have that many, that many listeners, so I don't, wouldn't worry about getting buried under email from people who want to hear jokes. And you'll get some sort of credit, you know. I'll make sure to... Uh, to, to tell people, hey, you know, you you know, this is this was a, a joke by whoever, you know, and uh, does that sound like fun? It might be. I don't know. Hmm? Anyway, um, I'm going to move on from here. Uh, and I got a whole new scheduling idea coming up for the show that you don't need to know about, but it's going to change the way the show is done, and hopefully, we'll leave more time and more room for me to improve the show. Uh, that's neither here nor there, though. So, whatever. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please come back again next week, and I'll have some brand new material for you then. So uh, thanks once again. And I've been talking entirely too long. The show was supposed to get shorter. My God, it's creeping up on 27 minutes here. Uh, one more thing. When I did the anniversary show, uh, Anthony and Selmo didn't send me anything, and neither did El Nacho, but they both said hi, so hi back. And, and Jamie Bell also said, hey, you didn't include me on the as a credit on the anniversary. So it's a retroactive active, uh, thanks for sending in stuff for the anniversary show, I guess. All right. See you guys next week. Wait a minute. I'm going to go for 27. 27. 27.
So, do you have children, or are you just a child at heart? In which case, Saturday Story Circle might be a good place to kickstart your weekend. Because we have the very best of family-friendly audio, which is all rated G for great. Join us on the main Mutual Audio Network feed, or you can find us at the Saturday Story Circle wherever you get your podcasts. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together. Together.